Hey there. I'm just popping in here to let you know that there's a lot of emotional and heavy content in this episode. Be sure to check the show notes for content warnings. On a happier note, for the most emotional sequence, I thought it was the perfect time to write the music to some lyrics that Val has been kicking around relating to Belle's backstory. Be sure to listen to the post-show for the lyrical version. We worked really hard on it in a shockingly short time. Previously on Diceweave. We've got to murder some birds. The six of you set off into the woods, and you can see a massive tree trunk. Things just happen, you know? A rock lands squarely on Fugan, following right down behind this rock. Nav drop assassinates Fugan. There is a presence that you cannot see. I'm going to whip out Your dick? this black cape, and then I'm going to turn around and start running the other way. Only <laughs> gravity shifts. We're not going down because of me. Never mind, we are. That's a fucking one. You're being bloodbent as he basically judo throws you into the lowest branches. But then you fall into not a tree, but into a dream. So, last time on Dice Weave, y'all picked a fight with the gray feet for some fucking reason. I don't really understand why. <laughs> I said we should fight and no one told me I was wrong. Well, you made it seem like we weren't going to be able to talk them out of shit. I, I literally just said, hey, I want to punch them. And everyone went, cool, let's punch them. You had the NPCs preparing makeshift weapons. I gave them those just in case, of like in case the in case a fight happened. No, I'm not blaming you. I'm blaming Lexi. Of course they were. They're going to the woods full of fucking crazy ass wolves and like three slavers. Lexi made it seem life or death, so we went for death. Wait, nobody can hear me. Yay! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, there you yeah, are. You're back. Hey, you're back. You're alive. What the hell is going on? I don't know. You left us. I thought you were offended. This has happened to both of us now. Anyways, I was saying, uh, I don't blame Val in the slightest for us getting into this action. I don't know what the hell else Lexi thought we were supposed to do. I assumed, because y'all were talking about stealth for like quite a while, that you were going to do stealth. And then you were like, hmm, let's beat him up. We were stealthing in to smack them. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... I also got stealth mission vibe, which is why, like, I, I, my head cannon is that Pete thought it was a stealth mission. He was, which is why he made you know a distraction, <laughs> and then and then Nav just beamed someone, <laughs> fucking orbital bombardment, and he's just like, oh, we're doing this, okay. <laughs> all of a sudden, Nav was in attack mode. I was thinking we used the benefit of surprise. All right, we don't get that very much. That is absolutely what I was thinking, too. Look, how are we going to sneak up behind them? I can sneak up above them. Technically, what I did was stealthy. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the choice y'all made, and that is the, that's the choice y'all made, and that's fine. We have to live with the consequences of our actions. I'm sure that, you know, Lux is implying this is a very winnable fight that we've engaged in that was supposed to happen. <laughs> I used to be a human trafficker, then I took a nav to the knee. <laughs> <laughs> and then, at the very end of it all, Belle got yoked into the tree and uh, is now in a dream sequence a little bit. 
And we have already recorded the dream sequence. I didn't know how long it would take, so I didn't want y'all to be sitting for like half an hour, 45 minutes, depending if it took that long. It did not take that long. But we we have recorded the dream sequence. Belle will be just out of the, the fight for you know, a couple of rounds, probably. Oh, and then uh, y'all will get to hear the dream sequence, presumably when this episode comes out, unless Val wants to share it uh, once the episode's over. Yeah, we're we're not going to sit down and and have a therapy session right this second. We don't really have the the time or resources to be effective therapists. But I don't need no therapy. Mm. Lexi implied otherwise. Spoken like a person who needs therapy. <laughs> Absolutely. Call it group therapist. We find ourselves back in the glade. Bell has been thrown into the tree and is going to experience something traumatic, perhaps. But for now, we are outside of the tree. And we are at the top of the order. Would you like that to be Nav? Right now, I've got a bird pinned under me. I think I was going to start patting it down to try to, like, steal whatever shit it's got. Make sure it doesn't have any of those disappearing escape bombs or whatever okay uh you do that will probably you don't have him like completely restrained without you actively restraining him so that might be a little bit tricky but it's okay then i'm going to be roll tying him up instead then okay so currently you were paralyzed with blood magic but that has worn off as mugen changed his attention you have a bedsheet wrapped around Fugan's throat, and Fugan is thrashing under you, but your body weight has managed to hold him there. That's it's uh he's having a bad time. His legs are broken. He's got bro- some broken bones sticking out. Jesus. So uh, let I guess let me know what you want to do. Uh, there's a rot. There's a boulder on his fucking legs. So. I can't remember. I remember there was a discussion of rope last time, but I don't remember if I actually got it from anybody or not. So I guess my plan is to pull the bedsheet from off of his throat to, to, to wrap around the limbs, which are wings. I don't really need to deal with the legs because they're fucked. <laughs> Do you want to tie just one arm or two? I would. I would like to get him tied into a way that is mostly not going to be a threat so both of them ideally i could i could tie his arms together probably most easily and then tie them to himself okay this is not going to be an easy check but it is an option for you so i guess if you want to tie his arms together the pain is definitely going to be helping you but and your positioning so i i would say it's probably all things considered going to be a level let's let's err on the side of caution a level five check it would be might might is also my health but i'm gonna spend a point of effort on this i got a seven. Oh no fuck so you do not manage to tie him up you try and scramble but his he still puts up a, a decent fight and is flailing his arms trying to push you off you're not pushed off but he's having a real bad day so kind of a kind of a stalemate here. Your two of you are tussling. All right, might have to go back to Niv mode after this. <laughs> <laughs> Next in the order, perhaps uh, that would be what Pete. Yes. So 
just to recall, obviously Fugan is being unhappy right now. Uh, what are the other two birds doing exactly? Uh, Mugen is currently standing on the side of the tree because gravity is weird now for him, and particularly in that area. He's standing on the side of the tree. He has just thrown Bell into the tree and is kind of turning back around, looking up from his perspective to try and figure out what else is going on. And Hunan kind of took a step back from the trail of darkness that is trailing behind Colin, and he threw a gravity grenade, basically, that tossed Mugen and Bell onto the tree. And now he seems to be keeping an eye out on both Colin and Fugen, but he seems to be thinking about going to help his brother Fugen get Nav off of him. I am going to levitate Hunan, the thrower of said gravity grenade, or at least try to. Let me see if the dice favor. Hold up. I know that there are some limitations on that particular use against unwilling creatures. The target's level can be no more than two above your tier, so... Okay. He is level four, notably, and your tier is one. So then I can't lift him at all. Yeah. But I have no way of really knowing that, so... I guess in that case, I try and fail as my turn. I will. So there's some revisions, some powers and whatnot do have a a way of raising the the limitations on them a little bit by spending effort. So I think I will allow you to spend extra effort, not to reduce the difficulty, but to allow you to make this check at all, basically, um, by raising the cap to four and then you'd have to make a level four check, which you would not be able to spend effort on because it is all part of the same action. Sounds good. I will, I guess at this stage, that's probably what Pete would attempt. So he's going to try really hard. And he's going to roll a seven. It's not going to work. Oh, no. God, we're rolling bad this morning. Morning? <laughs> Jesus. It is not morning. It is not bad morning. <laughs> no. All right, Pete, you reach out with your uh, telekinetic, gra gravitic power, whatever you've got going on, and you try to lift him, and it, it just it kind of slides off. You can tell that he is he's a strong bird. He kind of feels it and kind of slides slides a little bit out of the way. Wait, why is this? This usually works. What is happening? I guess. Pete is going to panic a little and duck behind the tree that he is currently sitting by that hopefully is providing some degree of cover if I'm allowed to do that after, you know, he's... You can kind of step back, yeah. You get to move a little bit with an action, like 10 feet at most. It's an immediate distance, but yeah, that's fine. Sweet. All right. Pete knows how to use cover effectively. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, they obviously know he is here now, but they at least don't have... You know, there, there was a thing in the way. Anyway, uh, next, Colin. Okay. Um, I want to try and encircle, and I don't know which bird this is, but the one closest to me who attacked me initially. I want to try and run in a pattern that encloses him in the darkness. Okay. So that he will 
get a scared. Yeah. Okay. This is interesting. I think this is going to be. Hmm. This is absolutely going to be a speed check. I think it's going to be against his level to kind of encircle him. So it's going to be a level four speed check. Uh, you can spend things that you want to spend to do that to successfully get him in. Uh, but that'll that'll make problems for him. All right, I'm gonna spend a point of effort for that. Please don't roll a seven because everybody's been doing that so far, and it's actually not going to be funny if you follow the roll of threes. <laughs> that'll just be sad. I swam to John Dice app. <laughs> What'd you get? Uh, okay, uh, that's a 14. It's twice a seven. Okay, yeah, that is that is enough. You take your shadowy cloak and a trail of darkness very... Uh... The only reference that comes to mind is either a superhero that I don't know the name of or Tron. So you Tron... <laughs> I was imagining the Tron light cycle. That is exactly what my brain was, was picturing. The anti-light cycle. <laughs> the dark cycle. Uh, so Colin the Tron movie looks really cheesy. takes his uh, dark cloak and dark cycles around Hunan, trapping him within the darkness. And if he were to try and pass through it, uh, it's going to... That's that's gonna cause some problems. It is it's darkened. He can only see out the top. You have managed to do your uh, run around someone or something with the with darkness, kind of like you were saying earlier uh, with the record shop. That's how, so many episodes ago. It feels <laughs> yep. like years. Would it be extra funny to like wait outside of the circle of darkness with the haptic hallucination drugs and just eat it at their face as soon as they get out? Because I think that would be extra funny. Uh, that is an option if you want to if you want to do that, but that is going to be uh, an option for later, y'all. I believe I currently have those. Yes, yes, I did. I did pass those to Nav. I don't think that's my plan. I'm just saying, be real funny though. Mm-hmm. And Belle is mysteriously gone at the moment. So we move on to Mugen. Oh, I'm just fucking gone. That's that's great. Yeah, y'all saw Mugen throw Belle into the tree and Belle just disappeared into the leaves, into the toys and whatnot. And Mugen seems unconcerned about Belle potentially being in the tree and has turned around and is going to... Carefully consider his actions. Yes, that is that is what is going to happen here. What are his life goals, really? Does he love his brothers or does he love himself? Does he really want to be a henchbird? Maybe he just secretly wanted to be in the ballet, but nobody supported him because he was a boy bird. Birdie Elliot? <laughs> yes. Being a dancer can be murder. So Mugen, after throwing Belle into the tree, takes a look up at Nav and pulls a device from his coat, his clothes, a pocket, something like that. Uh, It looks like a wand, and he's going to point it at Nav. Nav, go ahead and make a level. Uh, let Let me roll for this, actually, specifically for the... The level of this cipher. Hmm. You got lucky. It's going to be a level three intellect defense task. All right, I got a 13. That is enough. Yay! 
he waves this wand at you and a beam shoots out and you feel it wash over your head and you can feel it beginning to twist your thoughts, twist your movements, twist your twist your perceptions, but then you are able to shake it off because you're better than that. You, who has a mind like an, certainly an analyst, you know what's up and you shake it off. I like that I made this because I've also broken through all of the other mind control tricks so far, so <laughs> it's, it's more in character if I succeed. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to Hunan, who is now stuck. Well, let's go on to Fugan. Oh, Fugan, Fugan, Fugan. Please, please stop. Please leave me. Let me alone. I don't want to die. <laughs> Dear God. I'm afraid you're too much of a liability to not tie up in some way, shape, or form, but I'm not intending to kill you at this moment. Please, just, what do you want? What do you want? What are you trying to do here? Why did you destroy my legs? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been kidnapping and using people from Earth as slave labor, so we're kind of going against that particular business decision. You destroyed my legs! Why? But that's... You're in the mafia. This is standard protocol. <laughs> you have a point. <laughs> and he stares at you really hard. Make a level four defense task. Intellect defense roll. <laughs> Intellect. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. I'll 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 continue to use effort because at this point, I've still got quite a lot. <laughs> I don't like this bird. And I got a seven. <laughs> I failed. You feel him stare into your eyes and you take two intellect damage and he says, get off me. And so I think on your next turn, you will be getting off of him, but you'll be able to do whatever else you want to do. It won't be your action. All right. Nav's going to get our knife ready. <laughs> All right, and then Hunan. Oh, Hunan, speedy boy. Hunan is surrounded by darkness and looks up at the moon and looks out through the dark and is seeing basically, it's like the flash running around someone with like lightning bolts, kind of. His, he decides, I think he closes his eyes and tries to step forward, starts walking through the darkness, just kind of slashing everywhere he can without any aim or anything. And as he steps through this darkness, he, as he steps out, he is holding his head and no longer, he starts slashing, but it, those slashes are much more wild. And it's not really at anything in particular. He is still trying to move towards Nav, but he looks really freaked out and is like slashing at really nothing. Um, so he's going to be having a bad time. If uh, he has, I believe two, basically if you were to use an intimidation thing, he would have, two, you would have two assets, I believe is what the cloak does. He is significantly more intimidatable um, and he is kind of disoriented. Back to the top, I think. All right. If Nav is being forcibly pushed off of the bird. Yes, Nav, you, you part of your body pushes yourself off. You stand up a bit and it's a mo it's only momentary, but it is enough to I mean, you're definitely not pinning him anymore. All right. Can I 
pin one of his wings to the ground with my knife. Jesus, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Look, I tried trying him up. It didn't work. He's ar- his legs are already fucked. <laughs> Look, I'm not getting out of this looking like a good person no matter what. The job needs to be done. <laughs> I'm going to start this at his level. Oh, but then he... <laughs> Okay, so normally I would make this a more difficult check because you're targeting something specific, trying to do something specific uh, like that. But he's also pinned to the ground, so it's just going to end up being a level four. Is that speed or might? It's a dagger. I would allow speed. Speed just seems it's an accuracy yes, thing yeah, anyway. Right. I'm, I'm not trying to hurt him as much as I, possible. I, I will allow it. I'm trying to set up a tent using his arm as one of the posts. <laughs> Jesus. Anyone who listens to this show, uh, I don't know what y'all expected, but it I don't know if it was like horror. I think I have horror in the tags, but I think we're really hammering home that this is on some level a horror show. This is an adult podcast. This is an adult podcast. Fuck. This is expected. <laughs> We're really hammering it home, just like we're hammering Fugan's bones out of his sockets. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. What'd you get? Oh, no. Uno. Oh. It's a critical oh, fail. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, beautiful. Oh, what do I want to do with that? <laughs> I'm not making suggestions. Gift us a victory because we're such wonderful friends. You take your knife and you go for the arm. You try and stab at and stab him into the ground. But Hunan, who has kind of been flailing towards you, uh, manages to cut across your arm uh, just sort of incidentally. I think actually he accidentally threw his knife and it grazes your arm and you're going to take two damage. That will be first to your might pool. And then you don't manage to stab Fugan. Jesus, blasphemous fucks. <laughs> this is going well. Nav is not happy. Yeah, no, I bet. Okay, uh, next. That's all Nav gets to do today, though. Nav, or next in the order, uh, Pete. All right. Um, Pete, it's maybe starting to get a little nervous. So Fugan is still flailing wildly i mean sorry few the names hunan the roguish one is kind of flailing around fugan is currently pinned by a rock but looking to try and push it off i can't remember if i got donald or mickey i i i don't even I, remember fuck, anymore. fuck the donald mickey bit i don't know what i didn't even understand it in the fucking edit Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And then Mugen is still on the tree, but he tried shooting something out of a wand at Nav, and it didn't seem to do anything. I see. I am... I wonder what happens if I lift someone, the guy, on the tree. Again, they are all level four. Oh, right, yeah, so... Although, I mean, you could you could try. Uh, that would be an option, again, based on the slight rules thing that we did earlier. Yeah, but I'm wondering if, if there's some way to knock him off the tree, is he just going to kind of keep falling? It's a good question. 
some of these ciphers are weird. They do different things similarly or or differently. I don't suppose I'd be allowed to like add extra difficulty to my check to like try and I don't know target his leg or something to knock him off balance. Yes, you can. All right, we'll try that then. Take an arrow to the knee. <laughs> You'd basically be sacrificing damage and making it a little bit more difficult to try and do some kind of specific thing. So it'll be level five, and you can reduce that with things that might reduce it. What is it that you're trying to do? Just knock him off balance? Yeah, shoot him such to like try and shoot his like leg out or something to knock him off balance, essentially. I want to see if I can dislodge him from the tree. All right, I roll. I get eight, damn it. Okay. You fire your bow, and the arrow curves as it passes into the area where the gravity bomb went off. And it gets pulled more towards the tree in a different way than you would have expected when you fired it. And it hits the ground, or it hits the tree in front of Mugen. So you've actually gotten some information, but... That information isn't blood. The information is not blood. Yes, that is correct. Oh. Well, that's new. Colin? All right. How close am I to the tree? I I think since you're running around uh, 15-ish feet, I mean, whether or not it's immediate or not range, it's like, eh, kind of questionable. I, I we'll, we'll say that you're in immediate range. Um, Mugen's on the tree, Hunan's kind of near the tree, Nav, everyone's kind of getting closer. All right, I want to basically just see if I can get close enough to the roots to, like, look around for this damn coin. I will allow you to do that. I will let you just kind of run up to the tree and start try and look, at least in this section of roots. Let us say... Let's call it a level five search check. The coin is small. The tree is big. You don't have as the whole area to search, and it's kind of dangerous. So it'll come out to level five. Um, if you, It'll be an intellect task. If you have anything you want to spend on it, go ahead. All right. I'm going to spend effort on that. Also, sorry. I, got, I had to quickly mute myself because the dog was making anxious noises and I had to let him into the closet so he could be a lap dog. He's still very traumatized after having been bathed. So traumatized he'll never be the same. I need pictures. I will definitely send you pictures, but also yeah, Peter's no longer hiding behind the tree. He's he's kind of stressing out a bit. He's you know, despite everything, he hasn't really been in a fight before and he's not doing very good at it. And, and, you know, this is a fairly, fairly uh, tough fight, gotta say. So I rolled a three. Fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> you absolutely failed your looking check. Okay, you look in, at the roots, and with everything going on, you cannot find the coin in this particular section of the tree. There's so many roots! And then, Bell. Huh? Last time, you were thrown into the trees, into the leaves. You fall upward through the leaves and then into a blank space. And then you fall through more leaves into a chair. You find yourself sitting 
at the dinner table in your old apartment. Music plays from a record near the table. Also sitting at the table, facing each other, on your left, your mother, Delilah, and your father on your right, Tall. The details are a little bit strange, a little bit foggy, things shift. They don't always fill in in the way that dreams often do. And you also know that in the way that dreams provide knowledge and context, that this is a dream about the second worst night of your life. Your parents are eating and there is a lot of tension between them. They are not talking, but it is clear that they want to. And then an argument begins. Nope, nope. Stand up at the table, just kind of shove away. Thank you, but not at all. What the fuck? Nope, not doing this today. Whatever this fucking b- brain fuck bullshit is. Uh, door, door. Gotta find the door. Go over to the front door of the apartment to try and leave. You move over to the door, and you open it. You walk through, and you find yourself stepping back through the said door. Of course. Fucking dream logic bullshit. The argument has been raging as you step through the door, and I assume you step through the door a few more times in the hope that it will change. Never does. The details of the argument were fuzzy, but then what stands out to you is that your mother is saying, you're never here. You're never here. And I need, you're never home. And it's it's getting harder without you and he and your father says i quit the force today what i quit today something happened at and i it made me realize that i would rather that when i'm putting my life on the line i would rather be awake and i would rather not go to sleep and never wake up and it's taking so much time away from you and our songbird over here and I want I want to stay and the tension has turned into stunned silence for a moment and your mother says what will we do I I can't, you know, I can't work. I can't support what's going on. And he says, we can live off of the severance for a time. It'll help. And I have some ideas, but I don't want to talk about it right now. I would much rather just stay in with you. Songbird, darling. And he turns to you. What do you think about us just staying in for the night. Tears are gathered in Belle's eyes, just begging to boil over. This this isn't... This didn't happen. This... That's not how this goes. I wasn't here, but I know this didn't fucking happen. We can put on some music. We can put in that 
garbage trash you love so much. No. <laughs> no. Promise, I, I won't even make a... I'll make... I'll make a few snide comments here and there. No. No, this this isn't... Come on, darling. <laughs> Fuck, I miss you, Dad. I've missed you, too. I've been away for too long. I'm sorry about that. But we'll... I'll figure out what to do. It's something that won't keep me away. He'll be... Part of what I realized today was there'll always be more like me, more who are good at the job, who can give up part of their time. I don't want to do that anymore. I can do good elsewhere, some other way. Maybe keep you out of trouble a bit better, hey? <laughs> yeah, that would have been nice. But that's not how this goes. I love you both, but this isn't how it happens. And there are people out there right now who need me to do good, and I can't do fucking shit wherever the hell this is. Part of the room cracks just a little bit. They need me. You, you, you never needed me, and Ma, Ma doesn't need anything anymore. Your mother's face cracks like porcelain <laughs> as parts of her body are replaced with prosthetics, prosthetics that decay too fast and don't support her. Prosthetics that, before your very eyes, turn into snapshots of her. And those prosthetics wear down until her chest blooms like a flower, leaving a hole. And she fades away entirely. Come on, songbird. I love you both. I love you both so much. I'll come visit you sometime soon. All right. And his face cracks. And the beautiful shell of a loving father who stayed falls away, leaving behind a man who, in the way of a dream, wears a stylized police uniform but with prosthetics and with a strange helmet, insectoid looking. He stands, he walks past you to the door and steps outside, leaving you alone in this apartment. Even lonelier than the last time. Damn. <laughs> kind of glance around for a moment looking at my home place I love place I grew up gonna get this back eventually 
and I go for the door. You step through the door, and once more you find yourself in a space that is between spaces, and you can see images in the shapes of leaves and toys and other well-cared-for and once-loved objects, like windows. You can see trillions of dreams just like this one. And you know, as you step through this door, that there are hundreds of people lost in these dreams who will not escape. And as your foot sets down, you find yourself on a tree trunk, surrounded by leaves, and hanging in front of you is a strange-looking action figure that you know so well. I grab it, run a finger over the very well-worn plastic, let it drop. What do you do? It's your turn. How close is Munin? Mugen. Mugen, fucking. Because I flop swapped the letters. I hate this so much. <laughs> <laughs> this was joy that I specifically created for myself and no one else. Uh, hopefully the audience. I don't know. All those fucking Norse history nerds that are listening to our show. <laughs> I'm a Norse history nerd and I just want to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> but then again, I'm a player. Mugen is basically at the base of the tree. I would say that you're in range the tree the leaves around you kind of it's like the branches almost pull back from you it's as if the tree is saying get him girl (laughs) fucking better be because i would like to absolutely drop down with my great sword on this bitch (laughs) it is you are right the gravity thing mother the the gravity is making it so that it is ground uh so you are effectively on level ground with him okay is this a short distance away from me then I would call this immediate. Oh, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Tears in my face, just yank the greatsword off my back and just swing. All right. Uh, This is going to be a level four, you know. Murder check. Might attack. Oh, fuck this bitch. Uh, If you want to spend points. Fuck this bitch, I'm out. Oh, yeah. Fuck this bitch, I'm out. Fuck no. Uh, No. No, because I believe in myself and I believe in my dice. They betrayed me once last session. They will not do it again. Holy shit, I was right. That's a 20. Jesus Christ. <laughs> They're with me. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Let's go. This is where all my good roll energy is going. I'm setting Bell? a precedent, guys. We're coming back together. Bell, how do you want, what do you want to do to Mugen? <laughs> is this a how do you want to do this? Do you want him dead or do you want him not dead? I in the moment technically I know I should not want him dead but I'm sorry in this moment she's probably going for a kill shot if that is your decision yeah that that's what Belle would be doing in this moment even if I'm going to regret it oh this is fascinating oh that's so interesting oh no I hate it when they use the word interesting anytime they're like oh fascinating I'm, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm strapped down to a table by Dexter. I didn't consider this, but I did all I did consider this, but I didn't consider the actual possibility. <laughs> didn't consider the implications. She didn't think any of us were going to be able to pull it off, did you? 
Val, how do you want to kill Mugen? Oh. So you see, your sword deals six damage. You deal an additional one because of you, because you slay dragons, and then a crit deals an additional four. <laughs> oh boy! Holy shit! I need you to understand that you just dealt eleven damage, uh, basically on a surprise attack, a surprise crit on this blood wizard. So, please describe what you do to Mugen. Remember, apparently we're a horror broadcast now. I, tears streaming down my face, start sprinting down the side of this tree, yank out my greatsword, and just bring it down and just hack into his shoulder. And I expected to hit bone. I didn't mean to go through it. Are you going to rip off this bird's whole wing? Holy shit. Because if so, we shoot a barbecue later. Mugen barely has time to cry out as the sword hacks into his shoulder, hacks through bone, hacks through his arm. That arm is not going to be attached anymore. And he is going to fall to the side of the tree, which is kind of weird, bleeding out, clearly going to die very soon. And there is a flash of light from his body, a flash from over in the forest, and a scream. (laughs) The witch's scream. Oh, no. Oops. Because, as the witch once told you... Yep. She wanted the... The binding can be broken by the three coins, but it can also be broken if the binder ceases to breathe. Oh. Oh shit, he was the one who did it. Oh. He was the oh, one who did it. Oh, we got the right bird. That was he was attached to the last coin? Well, no, but he is the one who cast the blood magic to do it. Oh. I hit the right bird. Colin, you don't have to do the fir- the searching for the coin anymore. <laughs> you don't have to stress around by the roots anymore. <laughs> And with that, I think <laughs> the uh, this combat is functionally over. Oh, boy. Because oh. the trees become much more dangerous looking around the glade. A shadow crosses the moon, and the witch is suddenly standing in the glade. Well, there goes Donald. <laughs> and where she stands... She calls out, raises her arms towards the, these three crows. Mugen, who is not... He, he is, he's dead, but he's not... His spirit isn't. He's only mostly dead. And so she says, Upon my world you sought to gorge, robbing its graves to fuel your scheme. So from your bones, guardians, I forge, and nevermore will crows disturb this dream. Roots snake out from the tree and grab each of the three crows, <laughs> or what's left of them in Fugan and Mugen's cases. Oh, God. And like pillows being pulled from their cases, their bones slide from their skin and are arranged into scarecrows around the tree. <laughs> From abandoned hopes, you squeezed power, leaving a twisted, hungering cleft. So from your flesh, sustenance I scour, and feed it to the world bereft. 
The objects hanging from the tree's branches descend on their ropes like spiders on threads, swarming around each of the crows until they are not able to be seen. When they retreat, the only thing that remains in each of their places are these flickering shades. To peoples beyond, you've caused such a fright. Your only acts I respect. So with your souls, I scatter to the night to watch and haunt all I collect. And from the moon, light crystallizes and flows over the shades, twisting their shapes. Moonlight becomes fur as crows become wolves. And when the transformation is over, Mugen, Hunan, and Fugen tuck their tails and race into the woods, canine howls echoing through the forest. Holy shit. Okay. All right, that... That was a first. Still want to be friends with her, Pete? Eva's gonna stand up. Jesus, I couldn't even make that up. Well, I'm a little concerned that the thing that you were okay with in this situation was the kidnapping and frightening people element. (laughs) Yeah, don't love that. Uh, you're not bound anymore, so we good? A deal's a deal for one of old blood. To break it would be taboo. So, gather your kin and forget where you've been. And to your world, you'll break through. All of them? I think that I didn't hear a but in that statement. And, uh, well, considering that she can do that, I, uh, maybe we should, we could talk to her. No, I don't. How about we just get everybody together first? Let's try it. Belle slowly steps off the tree trunk, just kind of half the greatsword still in hand, just kind of holding it, still crying, and just holding the greatsword and just drenched in blood. Yeah. Uh, Gravity manages to... Gravity at that moment switches back for you, and you end up on the ground. Uh, Nap is going to head over to Belle and notice the tears and say, do you require some kind of emotional comfort before we continue? I'm alright for now. Just a bit of a bad dream up there. Nev very awkwardly stands on their tiptoes and pats the bell on the (laughs) shoulder because they have to do that to reach that high. Thanks, Nev. We, uh, We should handle this, though. All right, let's gather the NPCs that we we are here to gather. <laughs> three of them are just on the ground, right? Yeah, three of them are on the ground. I think they start to wake up. And uh, there are, of course, two, Isa and Yulia, who have kind of gone off and hidden in the bushes. And I think are being very, very quiet. That's probably probably best. There are a few things left on the ground where the crows once were. A um, few objects like their clothes and uh, weapons. Any extra lives? If you want to go check, 
I'm absolutely fucking looking over their stuff like, hmm, any weapons I can I can steal here or any money? <laughs> Before I do that, the witch goes, steps towards the machine that was in the center of the, or that was near the tree, and roots snake up from the ground and begin to crush it. I don't know what that did, but I didn't trust it anyway. I presume it was making spiral dust. Some form of distilling. Are you asking that to the witch or? Just kind of a statement. Okay. Pete is, is he's, he's just checked out of this conversation at this point. And I think everything that just happened seemed to like strike a nerve. Like he was already kind of starting to get a little nervous as the reality of being in bloody combat, which is probably one of the few things that was a first for him, was starting to set in. And uh, he just kind of looks at the world around him, takes a few steps, takes out his sketchbook, takes out his quill, puts ink to parchment, and then just sort of stops, takes a few more steps, and kind of falls back into a tree and is just absent-mindedly looking at the sky a little. Woof. Uh, Nav is going to be like, Colin, actually Colin, what are you doing? Uh, Colin is going to help the various people that were scattered around at the base of the tree. Uh, He's going to make sure that everyone's in decent condition and he's going to address them. All right. Hello, everybody. I know you've had a very strange uh, few days, so if you'll just keep calm and follow our instructions, everything will be just fine. We'll have you home in no time. They're kind of all very out of sorts and i think like fair yeah i think yulia and isa now that they're kind of looking like they're terrified of you know which but i think they have more desire to be with people that they care about and they come out of the bushes and danny calls out or sorry yulia calls out danny and they the the wives hug and isa steps up to Toby and Luther and kind of hugs both of them and every, they they all just start breaking down crying. The wives are hugging, love wins. The gays are dead hugging at least. Everything's fine. Love wins, guys. We've done great. Who would have guessed that this podcast would have a gay agenda? Love one. <laughs> Who knew that the gay agenda was so PG? It's the most PG part of this podcast. <laughs> Seriously. What are you talking about? Luther looks up at Colin, who's right in front of him. Who are you? How did you find us? Is it over? It is. My name is Colin Thulis, and I'm here to help. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> is there anything else that y'all want to, like, specifically do? Any, like, whatever? I mean, you will have to figure out how to leave based on her riddle, but... I think this has finally probably been enough to overpower his general chipper unnerving scene at all sensibility because 
Despite everything, I don't think Peter's ever seen a man die before, let alone up close in such a weird, visceral, fate-worse-than-death-adjacent manner. No, let's be fair. He still hasn't seen a man die. He's seen some crow men die. <laughs> I would argue that that's the same thing. <laughs> don't be racist. Oh, it's a person. I'm not saying it's not a person. I'm saying it's not a human person. It's a, it's a crow person. I'm just saying... He can't imagine that happening to his own body in as visceral detail. Peter's inoperable until someone else does something about it. <laughs> okay. But uh, Belle's uh, goblin scavenger instincts are kicking and is just like, fuck it, these assholes did all of this. I want to see their shit, see if they have anything worth taking. <laughs> okay. You scavenge and you find in Mugen's pocket a mirror. It's like a hand mirror. It uh, has some jewels on it. One of the jewels is like, there's only a half jewel. You also find a book, like a kind of a journal-y type of deal, maybe a log book, you might call it. And among the three of them, you find, let's make this roll, four ciphers, things that are very clearly ciphers that you have not identified yet. Uh. Damn, we are going to have to split those because I can only carry one more. Yep. That is how ciphers function in this game. They're actually pretty common things. It's just that the situations y'all have been in <laughs> haven't really given me the opportunity to give them to you. Uh, Nav, guys, uh, might want to snag one of these. I don't know if I can take more than one. I have used both of mine now so I could take two. You can definitely carry two. I, I know that for sure. I have one so I, I just don't remember. take one. And throw one at Pete, I guess. Yeah, Nav, how many are you holding? Because I believe as a paradox you have a max of three. Okay, so I, I only have the one I just couldn't remember how many I could hold. So collectively, the three, the four of you are able to carry all of four of these ciphers. We can figure out the details of them later because uh, they are random and we will roll for them randomly once we get there. Might as well get something good out of this shit. But kind of tuck the logbook and things in as well because t- hopefully we can use those to figure out what the fuck, what else these guys were tied into if we can keep investigating that on the side. Wait, would that translate over with us? Great question. Fuck, because if it you don't know how, what the witch is, we don't know how witch magic works. <laughs> God damn it! Look over to the fucking witch. Kind of wave the book at her a little bit next to me. Would this be able to come with me? Um, <laughs> I like the idea of the witch. Kind of like goes, just a moment. Leans over a little book off to the side that she has. <laughs> Who am I to direct lost souls, to stand in the way of their goals? If with you a trinket wishes to live, then their grave's loss I can forgive. Thanks. Awesome. Great. Where the fuck are we supposed to go, guys? (laughs) Can we get the riddle again? (laughs) A deal's a deal for one of old blood. To break it would be taboo. So... Gather your kin and forget where you've been, and to your world you'll break through. Forget where you've been. Gather your kin, forget where you've been, and together to your world you'll break through. Well, we've gathered the kin. 
Although I don't believe we're related to any of these people by blood. Where the fuck do we... God, I wish Pete was not traumatized right now. Is anyone gonna, like, help Pete? I'm currently avoiding him slightly because I'm covered in blood and I feel like that would be worse. (laughs) I mean, I know that Nav, like, threw a cipher at him and it probably bounced off him if it got near him at all. I doubt Nav literally threw it. (laughs) He's, like, halfway across the field from what I understand. Just fucking beat him with a cipher. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the fucking Setsu beam meme from Dragon Ball Abridged. Look, Nav is not emotionally intelligent enough to notice somebody dissociating. They can see tears and know what's going on, mm-hmm. but they're not going to clue in that Pete's having a bad time just because he's sitting looking at the sky. People do that all the fucking time. Colin is going to take hit the ciphers over to Pete and uh, hand them to him. Hey, um, y'all right? Oh, uh, I'm sorry, what, did you say something? Uh, we found some ciphers on, uh, on the bodies. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about these. I (laughs) still haven't used mine. I, I am sure I'll become excited about this again in a second. This is, I don't Silence again. First time? I... Yeah. It's funny, I... It's been a lot of firsts lately for me right now, and... I mean, it was all... So... Exciting, I... I... Was... Unmade, and I... It didn't even bother me, I... Was kind of... Surprised that it didn't bother me. It was... It was all new, and I... I mean... I knew that these... The birds... Probably deserved this, and... I mean, I was... Full well ready to... Probably kill them, and... I mean, I've seen dead bodies before, and... Seen... A lot of movies. I... Kind of figured we'd... You know... Shoot them with an arrow, they'd... Collapse a little bit. Maybe they would be okay, and... Then the witch would do some sort of parable, or, or whatever, and not th- that. I, this is, I, I haven't felt like this, and I, this was supposed to go so much differently. I just sat there, and I failed to do anything, and then... Colin's gonna kind of awkwardly, like, put a hand on Pete's shoulder. Yeah, it's... It's never like you expect. Sometimes when the real world happens, it's... a lot to take in. That's funny, I... After... The events that first got me here, I mean, I guess some, I've heard a lot that a lot has happened in my life, and I kind of figured that once I didn't feel anything from that, I thought that 
I really may have actually seen it all. I was so excited, and, you know, we were gonna save the day. I'd talk to the witch. I, this is still really cool. I, the part of my brain that isn't screaming right now has so many questions, but I don't know even what to say right now. It's, I wish I could do more, and it felt like had I done something, maybe this wouldn't have happened, but then again, look at all this. What the hell could I have done? There's no sense blaming yourself. Sometimes when you get into some real pressure, you just make decisions and then you have to live with them. But I can tell you this. We did save these people. You helped. And that's important. And that's why we do this. Yeah. Uh, I guess I helped. Uh, I was really hoping I could, would have, I don't know, didn't feel like I did all that much. If you would like to help, Nav has just, like, popped up, kind of terrifyingly from out of nowhere. Jesus! I'm sorry, I'm very quiet in this form. <laughs> if you'd like to help, Pete... I cannot do lateral thinking puzzles. Do you think you can try to figure out what this witch wants from this? And Nev hands, like, a note over to Colin with the text of the riddle. Wait a second, wait a second. Breakthrough. Forget where you've been. Well, Colin takes a second, and then he reaches into his bag and he pulls out the Rubik's Cube. This is mine. I mean, it's it's not. Because I have this in my apartment, in my office. But this is my Rubik's Cube. And it's here. But it can't be here. Oh, what if this is what's binding us to this recursion? Each of us. I mean, not this Rubik's Cube specifically. This one's mine, but... <laughs> Nav pulls out the spyglass. What are you proposing we do? Don't know what's happening, but if I'm getting what you're saying, I think I left mine at home. Well... Not our home. I wasn't exactly going to carry a radio into this, especially not that one. I kind of, uh, ditched mine in the tree. Hmm. Okay, well, that would put a damper in my theory. It is a little tragic. I, I really thought it's really hard to find quality vintage C.I. Joes these days. CI bro like that, like, come on, that was a that was a special edition. <laughs> well, what was the theory? I uh I don't know, I'm usually 
better at these, but... Well, the theory was that if these objects are what's keeping us here, if we broke them, maybe we could get home. Yo, witch woman, <laughs> is this correct? <laughs> Trinkets, toys, and makers of noise, their souls make their ways to the tree. But some leave the path still seeking a laugh and those find their ways to me. But be warned, not all that stumble on the path were truly gone from their homes. As echoes and ghosts, when abandonment's close, here, in dream, they may roam. Do not destroy- I hate her so much! (laughs) (laughs) Quiet! I'm sorry, I thought that was the end of the poem. <laughs> it was, but uh, then I had to make a clarification. <laughs> I'm sorry. Now I couldn't contain. I, I think sense. that means that that theory is shot, but, well, I... It's such a cool theory, I wish that was what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Not to then. Because then we would have had to emotionally deal with our baggage by destroying these things that are like important to our past and that might say something about the character <laughs> Pete's already going through a lot <laughs> that would not have been good for him like that that is so cool I wish that was what I was meaning it is so much simpler than that and these like things are not like intended for you to break them but I, 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 if you had not asked and if you had like somehow gone through with it, I would have let it happen because that's fucking dope. Uh, okay. Oh, well. I, am I just stupid? Because I do have no fucking clue what we're supposed same. to do. I thought she was just going to send us back yeah, when we were same. done. But Belle's just like, all right, I have no fucking clue what any of that she just said meant. But uh, the fucking tree, uh, that, that shit was, uh, I, I get what this place is supposed to be at least now it's it's old dreams and memories it's i think it's like childhood and the things we leave behind you mean the spiral dust made us well made you guys forget yourselves a little bit i don't i know that wasn't its intended purpose but Are you suggesting the witch wants us to rave? The witch speaks once again. The old paths between worlds have cleared. With a wave of my hand, while on forested land, all those lost back home, I will steer. So, gather your kin and forget where you've been, and to your world you'll break through. I don't know how to make myself forget... She, she's telling you to get lost in the woods. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was, that was where my head was going. I, uh... <laughs> she's telling you to get lost. She's literally telling you to get lost in the woods and that'll send you home. Get lost? Well, you didn't have to be rude. <laughs> Somebody has to figure that out. <laughs> it's not going to be Nav. She's terrible at riddles. She's smart in other ways. Fair. Or they are smart in other ways. <laughs> Fuck. I keep misgendering my own character. So, forget. I'm not sure about the last part, but it sounds like we need to be in the woods, so... I guess that means we should... Give me a moment. Alright. Yeah, we got a job to do. So, 
let's let's find everyone, okay? I think we've got everybody gathered. Oh, I uh Wow, how how long was I out? Alright, everybody. Follow me. Wait, 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 wait. I I sorry, I've got some catch up to do. He uh walks up to the witch and it's like, uh Hi, I know this wasn't part of the deal, but I left a radio, well, no, your radio, I guess, at your house, and I think I heard something about you letting one of my friends keep something. Uh, is it alright if I w- went back and took that, too? I uh, I mean, if you need it, then you need it, but it, I, this is going to sound crazy, but it really meant a lot to me. If with you a trinket wishes to live, then that grave's loss I can forgive. Hi, sweet, thank you. He starts walking towards where he thinks the uh, house is, and then stops and turns around. You know, I had a plan about this, but... Well, I uh, don't think I'm quite strong enough to do what I wanted to do. It's... Funny how complicated things get, I... Look, I, I'm gonna need some time to process all of this, but... I don't know. Maybe when I'm, you know, get a bit more of a of myself in the game, I I could visit. I... <laughs> this is all very new to me and, well, to be honest, scary, but... You've an interesting way with words and everything else, and uh, I always did like to keep in touch with artists, you know? And uh, I don't meet many, less, even less that I keep. Generosity has filled my heart today, contrasting with my former rage. You may wander for a time safely like the Fae until your cast and crew leave the stage. You intrigue me, son of love. Uh, thanks. You, uh, intrigue me too. I, uh, I, uh, don't think I can do the rhyming stuff on command <laughs> yet, but, uh, I'll work on it. <laughs> he, uh, <sighs> she takes a deep breath, gives a cheery little wave, and he departs. The witch begins to walk back towards the path that Pete has not at all wandered into, wandered towards. And <laughs> Pete, after a moment, I think, realizes this and t- comes back out of the woods and uh, into the clearing. And if you want to walk down that path after the witch, you certainly can. Oh, right. There was a path. All right. So I, I'm going to follow you for a bit. Uh, don't mind me. Uh, actually, well... We're on the topic, uh, Do you want us to wait for you, or... How old are you, exactly? And I'll just say he trails off making... Attempting to make bad small talk. <laughs> she largely laughs in with her horrib- horrifying laugh at some of your... At various questions, if, if we don't want to actually do them. But she certainly laughs at the uh, age question. It's a, it's a howling <laughs> cackle. We're just like, hey, Pete, should we? Oh, fuck, he's already... All right, I guess he's off having a fucking date quick then, all right. Hi, Himbo has an arc now. He's 
still got an unhealthy wonder of the world, but now that's contrasted with trauma. It, <laughs> so I think Nav's going to say to the, the former hostages or former captives, all right, this won't be much stranger than anything else you've been dealing with lately. The witch that murdered those crows earlier... Technically, they're alive. ...has given us a riddle, and the riddle supposedly says that we can get out of here if we get lost in the woods. So let's collectively do that. Why are... How did you find us? Where did you come from? Who... Are you working for someone? Is this just a normal day for you? If we, if we can explain this a bit more when we get back home. I wouldn't say it's a normal day. This is a bit of a weird one even for us, but uh, uh, we we are professionals. We do this kind of thing. It'll all be easier to explain when we get back to Earth. Or we could talk on the way. Am I going to change when I go back? That was Isa. Nev kind of stops at that (laughs) and... Looks at Isa and says, I believe that will be the case. I'm sorry. There's not much we can do about that. Belle kind of walks over, wipes a hand against her leg a bit to get some of the blood off of it. (laughs) Gross. Pat's eyes a shoulder. Um, Luther is also hugging Isa. You're gonna change physically, yeah. But you're always you. This you. In your head. Is there a way to not change or somewhere else? Maybe we could keep Isa at the facility for a while, see if anybody knows of any ciphers we can use anything we could do so there's a chance i don't know i want to say yes i okay okay no let's go let's let's go promise we'll look into it best we can nav looks really shaken by this (laughs) like just just went from the normal kind of weird confident nonsense of nav to much more quiet and reserved. And on that note, <laughs> we go home, I guess. Yeah, let's go get lost in the woods, I think. Probably into the woods. Probably good place to start will be getting back. Yeah, I agree. And the four, six, seven, seven, eight, nine, nine, so how some number of you, I think it might be nine, wander into the woods. To get lost and presumably make your way home. And that's where we'll end. Darling, come on home 
The song's almost finished now The band packs up brass and chrome As the choir ease their minor vow The composer's on the last page No need to strain your hands Leave your bow upon the stage As all the orchestra stands Come home with me for the end We'll watch this grand finale Sit together as we ascend As the world tries to rally Who knows what comes next What fate awaits us beyond Let the masses be vexed We'll be together with our bond A million years or more I'll still be here Our perfect melody For all to hear Let the universe cry its tears of sorrow We'll build our own tomorrow We'll sway with the beat of a thousand dying stars And know that dance floor of astral debris is ours Let the kettle keep on whistling Who cares if it still sings? I prefer your mandolin As you pluck your creaking strings So turn up the radio, darling Let the treble echo here It tunes in with the starling That's lived on the porch for years We'll waltz about the living room Your hand and mine as we turn no time for all their doom and gloom Just these steps I've still to learn Oh, the crackling of your tired voice It lilts with our shuffling sway Today's congregations might not rejoice But this is my perfect final day A million years or more I'll still be here Our perfect melody for all to hear Let the universe cry its tears of sorrow We'll build our own tomorrow We'll sway to the beat of a thousand dying stars And know that dance floor of astral debris is ours. For occasional announcements regarding this production, you can follow us on Twitter at DiceweavePod. 
Colin Thewlis is played by Nathan Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at BertNerdTram. Nav is played by Mackenzie Eastrom, who can be found on Twitter at Kenzie Phoenix. Peter Bardwell is played by Will Leet. Sarah Bell Wilson is played by Valkyrie Bradford. I'm Lexi Conwell, your host, game master, and editor. I can be found on Twitter at Conwell underscore Alex or on Facebook at Alex Conwell Creative. The original music used in this production was composed by Lexi Conwell. The lyrics for Our Finale were written by Valkyrie Bradford. The logo for Diceweave was created by Allison Healy, who can be found on Facebook at Allison M. Healy Illustrator. The role-playing system and setting used for this production is Monty Cook Games' The Strange, an official setting of the Cypher system, with additional world-building by the cast of Diceweave.